an average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 80% of those thoughts are negative. Hello, hello. Happy Valentine's Day to all of my listeners out there. Happy Love Day. Happy Galentine's Day. Happy whatever day this is for you. (laughs) I feel like as we get older, we are more likely to not really celebrate the Hallmark holiday that we call Valentine's Day. But I do think it's still sweet to acknowledge it. I think most of my fondest memories, and I think for a lot of us that, um, you know, when we think about Valentine's Day, it's a lot of those fun memories as a kid in elementary school where you would do little handmade, make little handmade Valentines. Or I remember those old school like themed, like cartoon themed or like Rugrat themed or whatever, like the cartoon or show that you were into, they would have themed Valentine's Day cards. And you would, you know, punch them out, the little squares that just had a single fold in them and had the little flap on the end so you could close it and put a little two in from. And we would make these handmade Valentine's Day little envelopes that would stick onto the front of your desk. And during class, you'd have a session where you would just like walk around and like stick your little Valentine and all of your classmates' Valentine envelope. How sweet. And what a way to just show and spread some love. So in theme with this week being Valentine's, I wanted to do an episode on loving yourself. I am very passionate about this topic and I don't think that you can speak too much about it. I recently was reading an article that had some statistics in it that I wanted to share with you guys. So according to the National Science Foundation, an average person has about 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Of those 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day, 80% of those thoughts are negative. And 95% of those thoughts are repetitive thoughts. So when you're thinking about the tens of thousands of thoughts that we as humans on average have in any single given day, and 80% of those are negative, and 95% of those are repetitive, our minds are flooded constantly with negative thoughts. The subconscious is a powerful thing. And I imagine, I don't know the specifics and breakdowns on, you know, how we think about like conscious versus subconscious thoughts. But that's a lot of negative thoughts flooding around your mind at any given second, millisecond of the day. So how do we practice releasing some of those negative thoughts and getting better about those habits and having more positive thoughts flooding our minds? I have several thoughts and ideas for you guys on how to better improve the number of positive thoughts that you have throughout your day and how to help diminish or at least minimize the amount of negative thoughts that you have in a given day. 
But before I go into listing out some of these ideas, and a lot of these things I've implemented into my own personal life, so I can speak from experience that with consistency and practice and intentional efforts, it does make a huge difference. But what really inspired me to talk about this today, um, aside from it being you know Valentine's Day, Valentine's Week, the week of love, I was asked recently, so my birthday was last week, I turned 31, last week, February 9th, 92, whoop, 90s babies. I was asked what, by my partner, what I am most looking forward to in this 31st year of life, and what are some things that I want to focus on for this next year of my life. And The thing that came to mind, and that's really been heavy on my heart, and that I am setting very strong intentions for, is releasing perfectionism. I have been a perfectionist for as much of my life as I can remember. This has been something that I have struggled with uh, deeply. Um, It's definitely come and gone in waves depending on what's going on in my life. But there are certain triggers and things that I have that I still catch myself and find myself really deeply struggling with. And this past week, I was reminded of my still existing struggles with perfectionism last week because I attempted to learn a new sport. So I had been snowboarding for many years, I would consider myself a solid intermediate snowboarder, not super advanced, but can definitely hold my own on the mountain. And I'm totally okay with that. I have gotten to a place where I don't feel I need to be the best in everything I do in life. That's something that I have to actively really practice and implement as a recovering, if you will, perfectionist. But I tried skiing for the first time on Friday. And it's been something that I've been wanting to learn um, for few seasons now and decided to just go for it. And the first time putting my feet into skis, ski boots, and then attaching myself to skis and going down a little green run, I found myself infuriated with myself. The first like three or four runs were really hard. I was falling all over the place. I felt super uncomfortable. I'm so used to having both of my feet attached to one single board and having two longer sticks (laughs) and poles and just have things flailing all over the place was super unnatural to me and really uncomfortable. And I had my partner with me and one of the many things that I really admire about my partner of many things that I really admire about my partner is how, how wonderful he is at trying new things and embracing the learning curve. I've tried a couple different new sports and hobbies with him in the time that we've been together. And he's always so supportive and so encouraging and keeps things so light and keeps things fun. And I find myself internally really struggling when I'm trying to learn a new sport. Last year, I took up rock climbing and it took me quite a while to get to a place where I wasn't constantly mentally like beating myself up because I wasn't progressing maybe at the the pace that I wanted to be or I felt like I was embarrassing myself because I had my partner there watching me who's a super advanced climber other climbers in the gym that are super advanced I didn't want to be holding anyone back. I didn't want to be keeping other climbers from being able to climb as many times as they wanted to at the rock gym because I was taking too long because I was new at it. I found myself struggling this past week with the same mental battle with skiing. 
I found myself struggling on the mountain going down these runs because I felt like an embarrassment. I felt that I was, you know, athletic enough and experienced enough in other snow sports that I should be picking this up right away, which this is the most ridiculous thought, right? Like I'm, I'm also consciously aware of how ridiculous that sounds. Any new sport is going to have a little bit of a learning curve, no matter how athletic you may be, you're going to have a little bit of a learning curve. You're not just going to like snap onto skis and just be bombing down the mountain and like perfection. It's just not possible, right? That is not possible. We are human and it takes time to learn new skills. And it took me until about the fourth run down where I started to kind of get into my groove, started to figure out some tricks on how to uh, turn a little bit easier and stop smoother. And it was just so crazy how much of a mood booster that was. I was I started off super frustrated with myself, down on myself, feeling irritated, feeling agitated. And then as soon as things started to click, my mood immediately boosted and I felt just a lot happier and a lot lighter and more love for myself. I was talking about this with my partner at the end of our day when we were kind of reflecting on our day on the mountain and what we liked about skiing and what we didn't. And it really hit me in the face how much perfectionism has been keeping me from enjoying my life to its fullest. I never realized that perfectionism was truly an attempt to avoid rejection, criticism, and failure. So my biggest goal for myself in this 31st year of life is to release the pressure of perfectionism because I do believe that once you once you release perfectionism you will allow yourself to make mistakes and love yourself through the process of life and overall life's just going to be a hell of a lot better. So my top tips for loving yourself and releasing negative thoughts from your daily habits. Some of these tips are things that you can practice and implement right away and see a pretty quick, immediate impact. Some are going to take a little bit more time to build up the habit and you will need to practice over a length of time, but I promise you it's totally worth it. First thing, surround yourself with positive people. Surrounding yourself with positive people that give off good energy and boost others up. We are who we surround ourselves with. It's pretty simple and straightforward. No additional explanation needed. Number two, set boundaries. Sometimes that may mean needing space from someone or saying no at times to situations or people that may be bringing you down. It is okay to put yourself first. This is something that I've had to rewire my entire brain on because for most of my life, I believed that putting myself first was bad because that meant that I was only thinking about myself and not considering others' needs. That is completely inaccurate and not true. Could not be further from the truth. You cannot take care of others if you don't look after your own needs. Breathwork and meditation. Meditation has been an absolute game changer for me. And I guarantee that if you have not given meditation a try and you start with just a simple five minutes of meditation a day, you will see insane, impressive results. I highly recommend my favorite meditation podcast and I am not partnering with her. Hopefully one day I will. But Mindfulness in Minutes Meditation by Kelly Smith. You can find her on 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of the different listening platforms. I know she's at least on both of those. She is wonderful and she has a plethora of different guided meditations, all slightly different in terms of the intention setting and the guidance. Um, but there's everything from like five minutes to 20 minutes, and they're all just lovely. She's got a beautiful voice very pleasant to listen to. And she's got wonderful guided meditation. So check her out. Mindfulness in minutes meditation. Closely linked to meditation, but definitely a different recommendation is yoga. Yoga and breathwork as well are obviously tied so closely. It took me a while to really get into yoga, but if you are someone that really cares about moving your body and also just wants to ground yourself and be able to have some focused breathwork time, doing some yoga even at home, just finding some yoga on YouTube, there's tons of free options out there, and just spending like 10 to 20 minutes every day starting your morning off that way or maybe winding down after work with some dedicated yoga time that has an emphasis on breathwork is one of the best things you can do for yourself. Something that I've recently got back into, and it's been a little bit tough to do it because I live in Portland, Oregon, where we're in the middle of winter. Well, I guess the end of winter, but still feels like the middle of winter here with lots of gloomy days, a big lack of sunshine, but 10 minutes of walking in the morning outside. I don't care how cold it is, if it's rainy, if it's sunny, if it's gloomy, whatever it is, bundle up and take yourself outside and go for a 10 minute walk in the morning. There's a bunch of research that shows the impacts that getting outside first thing in the morning and going for just even a 10 minute walk, whether that's like walking around the block in your neighborhood, walking your kids to the bus stop, walking to your favorite coffee shop down the street to get yourself a coffee. There's so much research that shows that it helps to set your circadian rhythm, which helps you sleep better, boosts your mood, tons of health benefits and it just gets you more awake and alert and helps all of your senses to get ready and opened up for the day. And my last and final recommendation, and this is probably one of the ones I've noticed the most immediate impact with is not looking at my phone first thing in the morning. I'm not perfect with this. I'm definitely guilty sometimes waking up, especially if I wake up a little bit late and I'm scrambling, checking my calendar for the day to see what meetings I have first thing. But if you can get in the habit of getting up early enough where you don't have to check your phone in the morning and having some dedicated time, whether it's 20 minutes or if it's a full hour where you don't look at your phone at all, turn your alarm off. If you use your phone for your alarm clock, turn it off, get up, leave your phone either in your bedroom or plugged in or somewhere else where it's not with you and spend some dedicated time in the morning not looking at your phone. There's numerous amounts of things on our phones that as soon as we see it, it's very likely to impact what our mood and what our thoughts are going to be for the day, whether it's looking at text messages that you've received from people, which could be filled with bad things, could be filled with good things, or could just be requiring you to respond and asking something of you. It could be checking your work emails and seeing something come through that is a task that you have to tend to that day, or maybe it's a bad news email that you're not super thrilled to be seen first thing in the morning, or it could even be scrolling mindlessly on social media. I think we all know enough about the impacts of social media has on our minds, but there's lots of things that are seeping into our subconscious that are not helping us set positive intentions and creating an environment for ourselves to be loving ourselves and sending more positive thoughts our way to our subconscious and getting rid of those negative floods of thoughts. So just to recap, surrounding yourself with positive people, huge game changer. Do it. 
set boundaries. This one takes practice and a lot of work, but I promise you it's worth it. And it's like a muscle. As you start practicing setting boundaries, it'll get easier with time. It'll become more second nature. Meditation, breath work, yoga, or a combination of those things. 10 minute walks outside first thing in the morning, also game changing. And then my final probably one of my favorite and most impactful tips. Don't start your day off by looking at your phone. Have some dedicated time where you do something for yourself in the morning to set your day off right. I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode and found some of these tips really helpful. I would love to hear from you guys if you start to implement some of these tips into your daily routine. And if you find some positive results from them, please let me know. Love to hear from you guys. My email is chris at thirdtimesme.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at chris service. Send me a DM and let me know how these habits are helping to bring more positive thoughts to your everyday life. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you guys next week. Thank you.